Welcome to LilyPod, episode 35, The Divorce Decision. Jeff and Kathy Teichert bringing you another episode of LilyPod, which is a production of Love in Later Years. We are certified life coaches and members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Our messages are directed toward mid-singles and later married couples. We also welcome all who enjoy personal growth and enriching relationships. The decision to get divorced is not an easy one, but it is one that we have some experience with. And Jeff once told me, that he created a formula through a lot of painstaking effort and pondering that, and, and every time he has told me this, this formula, it has made so much sense that I, I thought we should create a podcast and discuss it because we know there are people out there that are making this decision that could use some guidance. Right. And you know, I think the thing that prompted me to start thinking about this is when I was deciding whether or not to give up on my marriage, uh, I realized that, you know, when we grow up in the church, we get all kinds of lessons in young men's and young women's about how to decide to get married, how to choose a spouse. You know, we've all had those those lessons where we're asked what qualities we want in a spouse and the teacher writes them up on the board. And then they ask you the question, how many of you have all these qualities? You know, and it's this profound thing where yes, be what you want to find, but we've never had a lesson in church. I dare say on how to decide to get divorced because we don't want people to think about getting divorced, even though it, it happens among us. Right. Well, and it's not that Jeff and I encourage di divorce. Uh, in fact, one of one of my my youngest boy, he has sometimes when he because he loves love and later years and he loves love. Right. And he knew we were writing a book for people who've been through a divorce or a loss through death, you know, of a loved one um, or even for those who have never married. And it wondered if maybe we were encouraging divorce. <laughs> and I'm like, no, of course not. We're just trying to support those who have been. And right now we're trying to support those who may be considering it. And if you're considering it, there's probably good reason for that. Right. So anyway, through a lot of reflection and thought and even prayer, I came up with this three-step formula for making the decision uh, to get divorced three big considerations. And the first one is, is there a deal breaker issue? Some form of abuse is generally what I uh, talk about with that. And I, I actually believe that infidelity is abuse also, but. Well, and I think the level of tolerancy is very different for each person and also different for each type of abuse. You know, someone who may have a high tolerancy for emotional, let's say, battering um, might have a lower threshold for someone who cheats or vice versa. Right. Um, 
I think it, it a lot a lot of it has to do with is it a deal break issue breaker for you personally? Right. And we we want to say overall though that we believe that God loves all His children and doesn't want them to be abused. Right. And so we want you to keep that in mind, even if you have a high tolerancy level. It, there's always only so much a person can take without it negatively impacting their quality of life and really impacting who they can be show up and be in the world. Right. I remember Elder Oaks gave a talk a few years ago about divorce and he, he described situations uh, that were abusive and said, you know, the people in these situations know something of the circumstances uh, that are worse than divorce. And so even he recognizes that sometimes it is necessary, not something we want, but something we know is, is the best solution to a difficult problem sometimes. Now, a lot of you know that I'm kind of a history buff. I want to quote something to you from the Declaration of Independence. That is where the United States got divorced from Great Britain, right? And... I think this actually applies in marriage too. Prudence indeed will dictate that governments long established, and we could say that marriages long established, should not be changed for light and transient causes. So don't get divorced for light and transient causes. And accordingly, all experience has shown that mankind are most are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they're accustomed. So the marriage you're in may be better than the alternative because you, you know this person and you're used to the way they are, uh, if it can be repaired and you can come to an understanding. And it says, but when a long train of abuses and usurpations pursuing invariably the same object and events as a design to reduce them under absolute despotism. It is their right. It is their duty to throw off such government or such a marriage. And so I think in a, in a funny way, that's a metaphor for that first point of this divorce formula is not for lighter transient causes, not for the little things we all need to put up with in marriage. But is it truly a deal breaker issue? Is it a deal breaker issue? Is it a long train of abuses and so on? Um, if the answer is yes, then you go to question number two. Right. Question number two, is there anything you can do to change the dynamic? And if the answer to that is yes or maybe before getting divorced, try it out. Uh, propose marriage counseling to your spouse. Propose that you start having a date night once a week. You know, propose whatever solutions you can think of. Read books and try to come up with creative ideas for what you might be able to do to restore uh, the love in your, in your marriage. So that's the second point. What can you do? Because you can't control the other person. If, if the idea is, um, well, the way that I can, uh, can work on my marriage is to 
try to get my husband to do more housework or to try to get my wife, uh, you know, to pay more attention to me or, you know, it could be anything, but working on your marriage is not working on your spouse. It's working on yourself within the context of your marriage. Right. And I would dare say there's a lot of things that we do have the power to do to influence our spouse for good, maybe more than we even know. And so it's good to get educated about it, to get counseling for ourselves in, in, in respect to it, um, or even life coaching, um, you know, cause a good life coach, um, we're certified in that can help you to, to come to your own wise conclusions on what is, is possible to make your life better. Right. So, yeah, and sometimes one person changing their approach to the marital dynamic, saying, I'm not going to collude with my partner in some kind of unhealthy interaction, can make a big, can difference. Make a big difference. Someone just saying, I'm not going to talk to you when you're yelling. If you start yelling, I'm going to go for a drive until you've had time to calm down. That's a boundary you could set. Now, that isn't telling your spouse, I'm working on you not yelling. What it's telling them is, I'm not going to listen to yelling. I'm going somewhere else if you decide to do that. Right. And that's something you could potentially do to interrupt that dynamic instead of fighting back. Uh, so if the answer is no, then what? If the answer is no, there's nothing. Yeah, I've tried everything I can think can of and yeah. whatever. Because I think there is sometimes that you do get to that point. Right. Where it's out of your sphere of influence because you have tried literally everything that you know to do and what you've sought help for. Right. So the, the, third, um, the third element is, will a credible threat of divorce change anything? Now, there is actually research to show that a credible threat of divorce is one of the most effective ways to dramatically change the dynamic in a marriage. Now, what and is a credible threat of divorce? You have to mean it. You have to be willing to do it. And if they call your bluff, you've got to be ready to go file papers. So it's not, we're not saying throw the word divorce around all the time. In fact, it's really not healthy for a marriage to do that. Right. It has to be a one and done thing. You say right. it and things change, or you say it, and their divorce happens. Right, for sure. So that's that's the thing. If you're going to use the nuclear option, uh, it can be very effective, but uh, it's important to only use it if you are ready and willing to carry it out, because you may have to, and if you bluff, and your spouse laughs it off or calls your bluff or chooses not to change and you hang around anyway, you've lost even more influence with your spouse than you had before. And they won't take you seriously in the moment when you are ready to walk. Right. Well, and it's just not healthy for a marriage to have that word thrown around at all. Right. So you have to mean it and you have to be willing to do it. And then if you, if you do, uh, invoke the nuclear option and things don't change, you have to be ready to carry that out. Right. So, and no matter what you choose, 
whether you stay or whether you leave, you have to realize that getting out will not spare you the work of healing from the relationship. That's right. If you have, have got a lot of trauma related to this relationship, it's tempting to think, I just need to start over with somebody else where there's not so much baggage and so much history. Yeah. Anyone take- who's ever been divorced will know, knows that what we're talking about, that it, you take it with you. You take all that right. trauma and all of that baggage with you and you, either you keep carrying it or you do something about it. And so either way, healing needs to occur either in the relationship or on your own. Right. But yes, it isn't. Divorce is not a way out of all the pain. Now, there may be situations. And the work, the the work of healing. There may be situations where you've got a spouse that's abusive or very manipulative, which I also think is abusive, something like that, where, you know, you're just in constant pain in the relationship, or maybe you're even in physical danger. You know, maybe that person's hitting you or, you know, whatever else. So I'm not suggesting there aren't reasons to to leave. I'm talking about deal breaker issues there. But, uh, you know, it's important uh, to think the process through uh, logically and realize, hey, if I leave this marriage, there's still going to be a mess to clean up emotionally. And I don't magically make it all go away because I separated from the person who I have all this trauma with. Right. So in really fact, your new spouse may step into the shoes of your former spouse and you see things in that person that aren't really there because you're so afraid of them. Yeah, that and no future person's going to be the same and so you've got a whole new relationship to navigate without all of the clutter from the previous one. Right. And uh you know, I just I've heard the statement choose your heart. Right. Uh, you know, and, and I think we've, we are all familiar with that, but I think when it comes to the decision to divorce or the decision to stay in a marriage that has, has had some trouble, um, you're just, you're choosing your heart because either way it, it, there's going to be some challenges. Yeah. I think the advice we're giving about deal breaker issues and so forth is there are situations where, yeah, it's going to be harder to heal in an abusive atmosphere uh, because the wounds keep getting reopened. And so there are times when you need to cut it off, but don't think, you know, that may be the beginning of healing, but you're going to have to heal it. Mm -hmm. It's not a magic solution where who, once I'm out of here, I'm so relieved Mm -hmm. that I just go back to who I was before this relationship started. No, definitely. No, it shapes you. It impacts you and it, and it can and shape you for the better if you allow it to. Um, But, but there's some work to that. Um, You know, I just, I was thinking there's an overall question that I think goes with this is, do I envision my life being better going the route of the unknown? Or do I envision my life being better working it out with this person? And can I work it out with this person? Right. And, and that, that vision uh, I think gets more clarity through prayer and personal revelation. So um, your higher power, um, you you approach um, 
the wisdom of the universe, the, you know, the, the light of Christ, you, you have approached spirit, your spirituality and find the answers. Cause I think we all come to this earth with the answers inside of us that we need. Yeah. We just have to tap into it. You know, I want to, I want to explain something else about this model. Um, there may be some of you, and I, I feel like there probably are some of you that are contemplating divorce who will say, is there a deal breaker issue? Yes, there's some form of abuse going on or neglect or abandonment, whatever. Secondly, is there anything you can do to change the dynamic? Well, I've tried everything I know how. I've read books. I've gone to counseling myself. I've, you know, given ultimatums that he can't keep calling me names or whatever. So, so really, I think I've exhausted what I can do in terms of changing the dynamic through my conduct. Will a credible threat of divorce change anything? Well, I'm not sure I'm ready to go there because I still have some hope that a miracle will happen. The Lord will intervene. And so I just, I'm going to stay and hope for that. Now, or I'm too scared of what would happen if I have to follow through on that threat. Right. Can't support myself financially or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so I want to caution you against the Alma, the younger hope. Now, I'm not saying that never happens. What do you mean by that? Well, where someone is hoping that a dramatic experience like Alma the Younger had being visited by the angel and the, him and the four sons of Mosiah mm. or Paul on his way to Damascus. Some unexpected change that is miraculous. Right. That miraculously changes the dynamics of the relationship through no fault of, or, you know, through no, nothing that you do. I, I want to suggest that you know, there were people that encouraged me to do that with my first wife to sort of maintain a marriage and name only and try to keep things together for the kids um, and hope for better things. And while I wish I could be optimistic about that, when it's something that's completely out of your hands, seek revelation. Uh, am I really supposed to stay and put up with abuse? And I know the answer that I got to that prayer. And it was, I love all my children. I don't want any of my children to be abused. It offends me if you're allowing one of my children to be abused, even if it's you. Hmm. And so powerful. Um, yeah. I don't believe that you have an obligation to hang around with nothing you can do about a very toxic relationship uh, because you're hoping for divine intervention. Yeah. You know, you once said, if I had hung around at some point, there'd be nothing left of me. Right. And I remember feeling that way at one point too. And that is a road that none of us should have to, or even, would be wise for us to go down. Right. My wife had, my wife at that time had chosen out. And so all we had was a marriage and name only. And 
if they choose out, you can't fix that. Yeah, because uh, marriage takes two. Right. And we have to honor agency. And so, um, yeah, if I had hung around and tried to be married that mm -hmm. way for five years, I don't think there would have been anything left of me. Yeah. And, you know, agency. I'm so glad you brought that up because I think it's really important to make a distinction between what you want and what you fantasize about and what you want to believe about a, a relationship and what the reality is. And you want right. to make sure that you're basing your decision on the reality of the agency that is, is being uh, chosen by your, your partner. Right. And that doesn't mean you file for divorce at the first sign no, of trouble of or not. anything like that. Just We're... that you base these decisions on reality and not fantasy. Exactly. And I call that the Alma the Younger syndrome because miracles do happen. And I know there have been marriages that have, have been saved by well, miraculous things. And but... this is where personal revelation can, can, can play a role in your life and tell you more than we can tell you and more than you can even tell yourself about the possibility of a miracle in your future. Right. Just make sure when you decide to rely on that, that you're not kidding yourself. Right. Because there is a big temptation to follow the path of least resistance, even if you're being abused. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's a, you know, I, I realize how difficult of a spot you can be put in. I was there um, and it's, it was the hardest thing I've ever done. Well, let me just say one empowering thing that I think might be helpful is that if you're being abused or if you've had a really rough relationship in your marriage, you can do hard things. So if divorce is necessary, you can do it. Right. You can figure it out. You don't have to know all the answers right up front. Uh, there, you know, you can turn to friends and other people, particularly people that have been down that road and, yeah. and make a plan. There's support out there for you. But yeah, it's, you know, what you don't want to do is just keep spinning your wheels, hoping against hope that something will change inside the other person. Right. But if you are, you know, receiving more answers along the way of, of this relationship can, can take a different path, just know that you can divorce the energy and the dynamic that you created and stay married and create a new marriage. Right. So that's another option. Right. Well, and, and that is the the second criteria. Is there anything you can do to change the dynamic? And sometimes you behaving differently will change your interaction enough that the other person will start to behave differently, too. Absolutely. And I'm saying sometimes yeah. it's it doesn't work every time. And you just got to try to do what you can do to create a more positive dynamic between you and it might work and it might not. And whatever direction is meant for your life path, just know that we believe that you can do it. Exactly. Well, so that's the, the, the paradigm uh, for the divorce decision. In my humble opinion, this is the gospel according to Jeff. I'm not claiming church sanction or authority, but I think the way to make a decision about divorce when you have a seriously flawed marriage is number one, is there a deal breaker issue? And I think that is some form of abuse or unfaithfulness. Um, 
Secondly, is there anything you can do to change the dynamic through your own behavior and interaction? And third, if not, will a credible threat of divorce change anything? And, and I think if the answer to that is no, you have your answer. Right. Thank you so much for sharing that, Jeff. I, I love your formula. I think it's really, really great information, and we hope that it helps our listeners. Yeah, it's a way to get your brain around this huge monumental decision that you have to make. And we hope not very many of you are going to have to make it, but some are. So thank you so much for listening. Remember, friends, anytime is a great time for more love in your life. Thank you for listening to Love in Later Years. We'll catch you next time. Subscribe to LilyPod to get notice of each new weekly episode. If you enjoy what you heard, share with those you love. For more information about our organization and services, visit loveinlateryears.com.